We're going to learn how to communicate with God. You have your, your thing there in your hand? Yes. So, communicating with God. A, it says, communication is what? What's the blank? It's a blank there. Communication is vital. Amen. It's vital to your work, to your walk with God. Communication. We're talking about communication with God. It's vital. Vital means it's indispensable. It's absolutely necessary. Yeah. You can't do without it. You can't make it without communication with God. So that's what we're going to be going through here. Praise the Lord. Uh, Bible to your walk with God. Elastic relationships are dependent upon healthy, consistent communication. Even in your marriage. One of the biggest problems in marriage is there's not enough communication. There's not good communication. So it's very important to learn how to communicate in a marriage. Uh, you share each other's uh, problems, uh, uh, Feelings, whatever you're going through, you communicate. So you can understand each other and be able to have a good, successful marriage. The same thing with God. We got to communicate, learn how to communicate with Him. That's good. Tell Him how we're feeling, yeah. what we need, yeah. and put our faith in Him and learn how to talk with Him. Yes. It's good communication. Amen. God wants to communicate with his people. Yeah. It's always been his desire to communicate with you and I personally, right. individually, show you his power, show you his love, that he cares for you, yeah. that he wants to help you. Yeah. And the word of God builds up your faith by having a good understanding and good communication with God. Praise the Lord. It's vital to your walk with God. So it is with your relationship with God. Desires, God desires and even expects to communicate with you. That's beautiful. That God desires and even expects to communicate with you. Open, so you got to open your heart and get hungry. In other words, God is more desperate to communicate with you and to connect with you, then you are with Him. He's the first one that made the first step to leave heaven and come and die in your place. Because God cares. And all of the Word of God is made there. God is the Word of God that's speaking to His people. God speaks to individuals through the Word of God. So, a lasting relationship are dependent upon healthy, consistent communication with God. So it is with your relationship with God. He desires. You can fill in the blank. He desires and even expects to communicate with you. There are different types of communication. And... One of the communications here, if you have it there, the type of communication is preaching and teaching. You can write it down. Preaching and teaching. Teaching, you slow down a little bit and you have problems understanding the Word of God, then you can ask questions. 
Uh, preaching is when God talks to you through the preacher. Preaching the word of God. Nothing else but the word of God. God communicates to you through the preaching of the word of God. It expresses your faith and your confidence through the word of God. The word of God can guide you. It can lead you. But there's got to be communication in your life with him in order for him to move in your life. Amen. I want good communication with God. Yes. Yeah. I want good communication with God. So our lasting relationship are dependent upon healthy, consistent communication. So it is with your relationship with God. God desires and expects to communicate with you. Praise the Lord. Through this, God communicates, through teaching and preaching, God communicates to those that desire to be spiritually mature and doctrinally sound. Those things will help you grow. It will help you grow and strong. Praise God. Through the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. The next one there is the Word of God. We communicate with God through prayer, through fasting, getting a hold of God early in the morning. God communicates with you through the preaching and teaching and the Word of God. So it's vital and important for us to read the Word of God. Yes. That's how God talks to you. That's how God reveals Himself to you. That's how your faith is increased. That's how you learn how to fight devils and stand up firm. And look when the devil is attacking your mind. Through reading the word of God. Yes. Yesterday I had already prayed. In the morning I tried to pray all day. And all of a sudden while I'm in my desk, all of a sudden, I began to feel something real strong in me. Real strong. And I said, wow, God wants me to go pray for something. So I went to pray. And I didn't know what was going on, but I felt it real strong. I didn't know the devil was attacking me. I didn't know that one to talk to me. But I went and kneeled down and I began to pray. I began to rebuke the devil. I began to say, God, is there somebody in my family that needs prayer right now? What's going on? I wanted to know. What God was trying to tell me. Praise God. So I prayed for the church. I prayed for my family. And I got a hold of God. I began to bite devils. But I felt the presence of God come down real strong. Praise God. I felt better after that. There will be many instances in your life. That you're going to go through something. Trials. Problems. That only God can man. Yeah. That only God can help you. So it takes communication. Talking to God. Praise the Lord. Through this, through this, God communicates to those that desire to be spiritual, mature, doctrinally. Praise God. Consistently studying the word of God will help communication to stay Open between you and God. 
the word of God. They keep you communicating with God where God can talk to you. Where you can read the word of God and strengthen yourself. Build up your confidence. Praise God. And you'll know how to fight back. Praise the Lord. It helped you to grow. <clears throat> when I came to the Lord, I struggled with a lot of things. And I made up my mind, I was going to get a hold of God. And I began to pray every day, every day, get a hold of God. Strong. I gave it all I had. And because I was fighting with all those problems in my mind, and, you know, obsessions or whatever I had in my life, gradually I began to feel better. I began to feel more free. After a while, I began to get strong in the Lord, and I didn't struggle with those things anymore. Because prayer makes me strong. I got a hold of God. I read the word of God, praise God. And I knew that God was going to see me through. Yeah. Through praying and reading the word of God. Praise the Lord. So consistently studying the word of God will help communication. Your communication to stay open between you and God. You've got to have that relationship with you and God open at all times. Where God can come and talk to you anytime. And you're ready to go pray at any given time when you feel the urge of the Holy Ghost that you, God wants you to go pray. And there's a reason behind it. Because you're getting close to God and you can be sensitive to the Holy Ghost through prayer and reading the Word of God. It makes you real sensitive. So you'll know. Praise God. So consistently studying the Word of God will help you communicate to stay open. Between you and God. Another, another way to communicate with God is to pray and worship. Though these, through these, you communicate your love and appreciation to God. Praise and worship. Praise and worship. It's so good when you're going to go pray, instead of asking God for a whole lot of stuff, you begin to worship Him. And praise him. You begin to magnify him. You begin to tell him how much you love him. You begin to thank him for all the things that he's done for you. Praise God. You begin to magnify his name. I bring up his name. Praise God. And you begin to worship God. The Holy Ghost begins to move in your life. Praise God. It's a way of communicating with God through praise and worship. It's communication. Praise God. I said the other day, after work, I was driving real fast. Everybody's driving 80, 90 miles an hour. My goodness. So you got to drive fast too. Or you're going to get knocked out of the road. I began to worship God in song. And I began to tell him how much I loved him in song. And as I was traveling and talking to God in song, I began to feel the Spirit of God come upon me. How many got a hold of me strong? I'm driving in 80 miles an hour and I begin to shake under the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I knew nothing was going to happen to me. I'm connected with the Almighty. Praise God. That felt good that all the way home I could feel the presence of God. I could feel the anointing of God. If I was driving, all it took is a little bit of worship. I began to worship God in song. Oh, how I love you, Lord. 
in song. Not how I love him, but begin to talk directly to him. How I love you, Lord. And I felt the presence of God. It's the way of communication. It's the way to communicate with God. And they'll move God. Your worship and your praise will move God. Because God can hear your love and, and worship Him. And God wants to come down and help His children to love Him. Praise God. It will move the heart of God. Praise and worship. And it will get you strong. Praise the Lord. The most important and most critical avenue of communication with God is your personal prayer life. You gotta have a personal prayer life with God. Every individual. I remember one time I was going through a lot of a lot of things and I went to my pastor and I told him what I was going through. And the first thing he asked me was, Well, have you been praying, brother? Did you pray about it? And I didn't know how to answer that. <laughs> he got me red-handed. <laughs> I well no. Then why are you asking me? I'm not God. I said, what do you think when you were playing? I'm not God. Why are you asking me? You gotta go pray. You gotta get a hold of God. You gotta have a connection with God. After that, I never asked him, but I knew what I had to do. I had to pray myself instead of expecting the pastor to have all the answers for me. That's right. You can't have a pastor have all the answers for you. You have to learn how to communicate with God, how to have a relationship with God. The pastor can counsel with you, can pray for you, can preach the word, can teach you, but ultimately you have to learn how to communicate with God personally. That's right. So God can move in your life. That's, That's right. Praise God. That's right. Good. You'll learn a whole lot of things on your own. The hard way or the if you're hungry for God, God's gonna Always see it through. That's right. He's always going to be there for you. Yes, I had, I learned a lot. God began to teach me a lot of things through experience. Praise God. I remember one time that uh, when I would pray, I would always feel the anointing, the presence of God. Always feeling the presence of God. And all of a sudden, for a while, I couldn't feel anything anymore. I couldn't feel a thing. And then what in the world is going on here? I would pray and I wouldn't feel nothing. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you. I would pray and I couldn't feel a thing. But this is what I said. I'm going to pray the same old right up prayer, but I'm going to pray anyway. And the moment my knees hit the floor, God knew what I was thinking. I didn't feel the presence of God for God. God was testing me. And I learned there that experience that God knows what I'm going through without me telling him. The moment I, my knee hit the floor, I felt the power of God. Boom, got a hold on me. And I began to talk in tongues. I didn't have to say a word. Yeah. So what God was teaching me is that God knows everything. God's with me. Yes. He hasn't left me, but he wanted to build my faith. Praise God. Amen. So God began to teach me. And I began to learn. Praise God. And I could always feel the anointing of the preacher. All the time. I knew God was talking to me. Later on, I couldn't feel a thing anymore. 
for a week, two weeks, three weeks went by, and I couldn't feel anything. And I pictured him from uh, New Mexico. I never seen it before. He began to preach. And as he was preaching, he didn't know what I was going through. I felt that he was pointing his finger at me all through the preaching. And he was saying, I'm giving you power. Why don't you use the power that I've given you? You got authority and power over all the power of the devil. And I felt God pointing his finger at me. And I'm sitting down there. And man, I felt it strong. I, be, I was sitting down and I began to go like this. And I felt that he was pointing the finger. I asked him after the service, Brother, why were you pointing the finger at me? I said, I wasn't pointing the finger at you. He said, yes, you were. I said, no, I wasn't. God was just directing, pointing the finger at me. Talking to me. So God was talking to me. And I accepted it. But God was teaching me a lesson. He was breaking the righteous walk by faith and not by sight. So God was trying to teach me a lesson. Don't go by your feelings, by your emotions. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. That's right. Because I was getting a good grip on God. So God was teaching me some lessons. And I began, I knew what God was doing. I built my faith up, my confidence. God's not going to leave me. I don't care what I go through. God will always make a way. He knows what's going on in your life, in your struggle, your family, in your job. It doesn't matter. God knows what you're going But sometimes God will put you to a test. God wants you to have faith in Him. Worship Him anyway. Praise God anyway. Worship Him. Say God in mercy, you lying devil. We're talking about communication with God, prayer, faith. Praise God. You must, you must have preaching, teaching, the word, praise, and worship. But without personal prayer, you will not be successful in living for God. You got to learn how to have a personal relationship with God and a personal prayer life. We have to. Right. Because there's somebody out there, the devil, trying to knock you off your feet if he can. All of a sudden, something will hit you. You don't know where it's coming from. And God will test you. He'll allow the devil to do a few things. But then he'll come to your rescue. He's just trying to teach you, hey, I'm there for you. And at the same time, he'll teach you how to fight. How to fight the devil yourself. Praise God. So you don't have to depend on the pastor for every new thing. The pastor will teach you, praise God. Encourage you. Build up your faith. Preach the word of God. Pray for you. But you have to learn how to have a personal walk with God. Amen. We all go through the same thing. Praise God. So you must have teaching. The work, praise and worship, but without a personal prayer life, you cannot be successful. I was reading an article in a book that I have here on two days ago about prayer. It says, Our preacher can be used mightily of God. God can do everything. 
But if he begins to neglect prayer and gets more caught up in playing golf and other things over there and begin to pay more attention to that and, and have you know, fellowship over here and begin to neglect God, after a while, he's going to lose sensitivity, discernment, sensitivity to the Holy Ghost to be guided by God. Because he got his mind on other stuff. And he began to lose his grip on God, not knowing. Because he's too entertained out there with things of this world. And he forgets his relationship with God. So he's got to go back again and begin to pray and get a hold of God. Praise God. Prayer is your direct connection to God. No one else can take your place in prayer. Nobody else. Every individual has to learn how to build a good relationship with God. Faith in God. These are things that God can only accomplish in your life when you pray. When you pray. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen. Praise God. You will quickly come to realize that all of the services in the world will not keep you, you right with God. All of the preaching there is to hear will lose its effect if you do not pray. Preaching will begin to lose its effect because you begin to draw away from God. After a while, you won't hear from God. You're losing your grip. You're distancing yourself from God. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I never allowed myself to get distracted with the things of this world or lose my connection with God. Even now, I'm telling myself I gotta pray a little bit more, a little bit harder. I gotta get close. If I want God to do some things in my life, it's gonna take a little more than just coming to church and praying one day. You gotta learn how to fast and pray and spend a few days in prayer along with God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Webster defines uh, prayer as a petition. God in word or thought. Petition. You make your petition before God. He, he called it prayer. Of course, there's more to that. It is one of the many, it's one of the means whereby we communicate with God. He communicates with us. It is an expression of our faith in God. It is further expression of our faith that God hears us. Your faith is increased. And God desires, praise God, communicate with us. Consider the realm of human communication. People that you desire to be with know this by your communication with them. Likewise, people that you do not desire to be with get the message by your lack of communication with them. Hey, you can easily, you're in a crowd and somebody's talking to everybody and they don't even look at you or glance at you and they keep talking to everybody else. After a while, you feel like they're not talking, you you can belong there. You gotta get out of there. <laughs> don't you ever feel that way? You want to get out of there. You don't belong there. 
They care less about you. They're talking to everybody except me. All right. Praise God. I wonder how God feels. Yeah, it's good. When you got all the time in the world to associate yourself with friends, go out on weekends, do this and do that, and you begin to ignore the things of God. Come on. I wonder how God feels. You think he's got a big desire to come and bless you and move around in your life and he knows he's been rejected? Then he might let you go a little bit, wander off. Do you know, to know that you need God and you're going to come on your knees and you're going to start calling on him? Yeah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. There are, there are two ways to pray. Opening your mouth and speaking to God. Sometimes it is very firmly with a loud voice, usually during time of crisis, or when there is a compelling of the Holy Ghost. Don't wait for an emergency. Don't wait for an emergency. Something could happen drastically, all of a sudden. And another time, very calmly, with a whisper, usually during time of reverence, and deep worship. Meditation. When no words are spoken aloud. This type of prayer takes place within the heart and mind. I want Brother Dooley to read 1 Samuel 1, 9 to 15. 1 Samuel 1, 9 to 15. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Salam and after they had drunk. Now Eli, the priest, sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she bowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thy handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard before Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. She was just moving her lips. But her heart was crying out before God. She was putting out her soul in just soft words. But she was, I don't know if you've ever done that. I've done it before. Praise God. I've done it before. With, I'm praying in my heart. I'm just putting out my soul. I begin to, all of a sudden, I begin to cry. I begin to feel the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost takes, takes over and I'm yelling, I'm just screaming, I'm just pouring out my soul. I'm praying inside with me with everything I got. 
when you make commitments to God. That's when you make some vows before the Lord. You've got to learn how to pour out your soul before God. Just pour it out. Tell Him everything. Tell Him how much you love Him. How much you want to serve Him. What you want Him to do in your life. And God will come around real softly. Begin to put His arm around you. And God began to move in your life. There's not a tear in his face that God will neglect or not see. Amen. The Bible says even your tears are counted in the heaven and they're put in a jar as a memorial before God. God writes everything down. Either himself or the angels. But he keeps memory of all your prayers. Of all your petitions. Of everything that you want in life. But he also knows how much you pray. How much you care. Jesus told the apostles one time. It is your father, your father's good pleasure to give you a kingdom. God wants to give you all of heaven. And that is pleasure. But we as human beings can have a hard time believing it. God wants to bless you abundantly and give you everything. Yes. Yeah. Amen. But we doubt and unbelief. And without faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. Right. He that coming to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. God answers. Right, he does. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it's time to contemplate, contemplating circumstances and situations and allowing God to speak to your heart and mind. You gotta slow down sometimes. Read the word of God. Find solace alone. And just talk to God and begin to pay attention to his voice. I'm beginning to know it. That speaks to me. I don't hear voices, but I, I just feel something. That be, it's, it's be, the inside moving in me. Tell me that I gotta go pray. And when I feel that, man, I'm gonna go pray. God told me, go pray. I wanna communicate with you. Amen. Prayer, communication. There's different types of prayer. There's Prayer of repentance, those prayers which are offered in order to bring us to a right standing with God. Prayers of thanksgiving. The Bible says when you repent for anything, it's under the blood. And when it's under the blood, it's forgiven. And the devil can come and accuse you, but you've got to be in the scriptures. Praise God. One of the deepest types of prayer is intercessory prayer. It's presenting yourself in the presence of God and asking God to move in someone else's circumstance. That's a prayer of intercession. And it's happened in my home a lot of times. 
There had been a few times that my wife would wake me in the midnight. He said, wake up, wake up. Paul was over there in China. Something's happening to Paul. Let's pray for him quickly. Man, she scared the daylight out of me. I began to get a hold of God real fast. We get a hold of God. And later we found out that exact moment Paul was going through something. He almost a big truck or a van, something, almost turned over. A big old road. God knows how to speak to us. But you, if you have a prayer life, you're going to become sensitive to the voice of God. Amen. And God will speak to you. But if you don't respond, then God will, somebody else pray. Don't pray your faith. But when God knows that you respond to his voice and you get up at night and pray, then God can depend on you to pray for somebody that needs an emergency. Right, that's right. Might be life or death matter. That's the prayer of intercession, a ministry of intercession. I've heard many things. I was reading in a book that I have at home one time. A missionary lady, everybody knew her. And she was in danger. I mean, real danger. I forgot what it was. Somebody was outside or something. It was real danger. And God spoke to about three or four preachers at the same time. To pray for her at the same time. And they wrote her a letter all at the same time. What time it was? What was going on then? She began to call them up and explain to them. But God, three or four people praying for her. And God delivered her. God uses you and I. Yeah, that's true. But you have to have a relationship with God. It, it's a powerful. Ministry, intercession for people, for cities, whatever, for the preacher. Pattern of prayer, Ecclesiastes, Ephesians 6.18 states, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. It is extremely important to make prayer a part of every day. It is my sincere belief that a person can, can and should pray at least one hour per day. That's Bible. Bible. At least one hour. I have to pray more than that. I'm getting to a point, praise God, if I'm going to spend four, five, six hours her whole day praying. If this church wants something from God, we got to get a hunger. Right. Right. we got to pay the price. We want God to move and do miracles. I'm praying that this, this, this church here, Abana Center, will be the most powerful church yes. in the San Joaquin Valley. That's right. I want to pray that way today. Amen. But we got to unite together. Amen. We got to embrace each other. Have the same mind, the same accord, and God will do miracles right here. That's right. But it's going to take prayer. It takes a price. It takes a price. Praise the Lord. Intercession for the needs of others. Read the word. The word have I hid in my heart. Praise the Lord. There's prayer. There's thanksgiving. Pray the word. Sing it. Remember it's just you and the Lord. So it doesn't matter how bad you can sing. You forget to sing to God alone. Hey, God's going to hear you. Praise the Lord. We gotta be a praying church, brother. Uh, 
Julie, would you read Second Chronicles 7, 14 to 16? Now, watch what the, the word of God says. God's speaking here. Second Chronicles 7, 14 to 16. If my people, which are called by my name. If my people, which are called by my name. Shall humble themselves and pray. Shall humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Then I will hear from heaven. Then I will hear from heaven. Will forgive their sins. And will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open. And my ears attend unto the prayers. That is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house. That my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually, perpetually. That's God talking now. God is not a liar. God is faithful to all his promises. He wants to move, but it's up to you and me. God is the one that went to Calvary. We didn't. We didn't ask him to go to Calvary. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God is ready to move. Amen. God is anxious to move. God wants to move. Amen. But he's waiting for us to unite a little bit more and a little bit stronger. And it's happening already. God's already moving in the church. Amen. So let's keep our faith. Let's believe God by faith. Begin to thank God for all the things He's going to do Amen. in this church. Praise God. That's right. That's all said.